quick reminder, Dirtballs, if you are interested in seeing us in Amarillo, Texas for the Sod Poodle Bonanza? Is that what we're sure. going to call it? Sure. Sod Poodle Fest. Sod Poodle Fest. Poodle Fest. DM us. Tweet at us. We'll add you to our group. We are trying to finalize dates, examine dates. We want to get a number of people. We need to know all this information. So if you're curious and coming down to Texas, we'd love to have you guys there. Slide into those DMs. Let us know. And it's at The Dirty Sports. Yeah. You don't need to be confirmed. We just want to know that you'd be interested in a potential trip. And then we will add you to our group. And through all of you guys, we'll get a plan going that we'd like to have settled soon. So slide, dirty slide into those DMs uh, and say, Amarillo, fam. Perfect. All right. Let's start the show. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live today from the Smut Studio in Venice Beach, California, with my co-host, Joey No Chill Prano. Hello, Andy Ruther. You're back. I'm back. I'm back. The weather's back. Southern Cal- I've returned to what Southern California is supposed to be. Put on my tropical shirt today. Got a couple extra buttons open. Ah, the sun's shining. The March Madness is madnessing. The baseball's in full swing. Pun intended. We're battling Gronk trolls on Twitter. It's a beautiful Monday. <laughs> By the way, I love uh, you posted our Gronk video on your own Twitter account yesterday and said, you know, like, oh, I thought Gronk. And then you put, you know, you saw your whole tweet. And all I could think of was how when I wrote the original tweet that started this, you were like, really trolling some Gronk fans. Now, suddenly, now that you got the facts, we dropped our video. You want that smoke, huh? Well. You want that, you want that, that Pat's troll smoke? No, no, I don't. I You're don't. like, come on, Pat's trolls. I know. Give I don't. that smoke. I don't want smoke. I thought I had a very honest tweet. I just said, I didn't realize the numbers till we looked at them. But, you know, we come to this point all the time. And I went back and forth with people when I got home last night as I lied in bed, as I laid in bed. Basically, that's when I'll do it. Like, I'm not, during the day, it's like, I'm not, I just don't have the time to go back and forth with people. I will maybe at the end of the night. And it's, again, people don't want to watch a video which has facts. And I'm just running with your flat earther thing. I'm just calling everybody who wants to deny any fact in life. You're a flat earther. And, and, and by the way, this, this goes beyond sports for me at this point. If, you wanted, if I want to throw a fact at you about a political argument or anything, if you deny it, you're a flat earther. Plain and simple. The earth is flat to you. I think we should make flat earther shirts. <laughs> I'm going to veto that idea. 
So what? Because what do you? We we get flat earther shirts and then what? We no, I don't buy them. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. We should make round earther shirts. Yeah, we should make shirts to say I believe LeBron James is the goat and I believe that the Earth is round. <laughs> Prove me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm not. Again, I, I'm not gonna sit here and uh, say that I was trying to. Oh, you want that smoke? I feel like now that you got, I feel like now after we did the video, now that you have like you have ammunition, now that you have like now you have uh, fact bombs. You're like, you're doing the, come get me, throwing throwing fucking little tweets out there. You want that Pats fan smoke? I love it. Well, no, I just I like to I I I do enjoy when people. <laughs> Fernando's having fun with the camera today. I do enjoy when people come at you, like some cheddar dick last night, you know, and you go back and forth, and he he keeps confessing I'm not watching the video, and yeah. it's like, well, then what are we discussing here, dude? Right, right. That's yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to get that out. Also, we got to go right into it because I was itching to talk about it when it happened. Because I got to say, we're on vehemently opposite sides of the uh, end of the Final Four at the end of the Virginia Auburn yeah. game. Are you still after seeing it? Are you still like ticky tack foul? You can't let a game end on that. I thought that was a very obvious foul. I think something you have to call. He got hit while he was shooting. Well, my, my I have I have a few different opinions on it. You were you were you were wanting that smoke on all your accounts. You went dirty sports. You went Andy Ruther. You went all that. You were you were a whack ending, bullshit foul. Blah, blah, blah. I don't I don't like that ending. I don't. Um, well, that guy shouldn't have fouled him. I mean, well, I, guess is the, I don't know if you saw my tweet about it, but I said I find it ironic. Let me put it this way: I find it ironic that you're going into the final minute of that game. And each team has four fouls. Right. So the refs have been swallowing the whistle all day, and then they don't. So so I definitely have an issue with a lack of consistency, which I think is a, a fair point. You're not calling fouls all game, and then you call this one. So I think that was one of the main reasons I tweeted that. Can you call it a foul? Yeah, sure. You can call I mean, it a foul. It was, I, th- I, I honestly think you have to call that a foul. Like I, I don't think you could let that game end on a missed three there with him getting I think you can hit underneath as he's shooting it. Um I thought that was a completely when, when he shot it and he yeah. missed and the foul was called, I was like, oh really? A foul on the three and then when I saw it I was like, no, oh, that's like what do you It's almost like the 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 argument and this kind of goes back and forth with what a lot of people are talking about in this game in the refereeing and the missed double dribble and the missed whatever is like you know, it's one thing if you think that the refs are calling a game badly. Yeah. And it's another if you think that they're purposely not making calls that they should make. And I think that's always confusing when people argue, you know, the the quality of refereeing or umpiring or whatever. Like, I don't think in watching that game that the refs purposely – weren't calling things. I think that they were just letting them play to some degree and also making every call that they thought was appropriate. I think that they thought that that foul was an appropriate call at the buzzer. I certainly thought that was a foul. As far as the double dribble, literally no one saw that. 
I I I I have a pretty good eye for like not even necessarily like that was a double dribble or that was a travel or that was whatever, but in watching basketball, I tend to like go like something was weird about that play. And I said that in my head when I was watching, I'm like I go, how did he lose the ball? But they didn't call the foul. I didn't think he tipped it away. I I, I kind of knew instinctively that he, the guy didn't tip it. So I was like, did he lose the ball, like kind of getting fouled, but they didn't think it was enough of a foul, so they didn't call it right away. And then in retrospect, after you see it, you obviously see that the ball went off his foot. I didn't see that in real time. Nobody there saw that in real time. Bruce Pearl didn't lose it, and that guy's a total psychopath. No one on the bench was screaming. It wasn't Sean Payton in the NFC Championship game who went running down the sideline with his fucking, you know, headphones off, screaming, are you fucking crazy? Like, no one questioned the non-call there. Yeah, they missed it, but I don't think they missed it. I don't think they didn't call it on purpose. Well, I want to go back to the the final play, the foul on the three-pointer. Look, I understand you can make that call. I'm not, I, I guess I think you're required. That's your job description to make that. Well, call. obviously, I had a quick fire tweet, which I'm just like, okay, I'll leave up there. Obviously, I got to see a lot of replays too. Yeah. Way after that tweet. Yeah. That that was an instant. That's what I'm saying. After the fact, it's not really a borderline call. It's not really like a fifty fifty. It could go either way. Well, if he had shot it, here's my here's my argument. If he had shot it and released it. And they say, you know, and this happens to James Harden. This is like the James Harden foul. You need to give the player space to land, and they need to be able to come down. That's a whole other thing. You know, uh, if the ref wants to say, hey, he got a shot off, and yes, technically, but, like, are we really calling the end of a championship game on, like, he didn't have a fucking clear runway to land? Okay, he got hit as he shot, before he shot the ball. He was was fully... You know, extended, and then somebody bumped his side, and then he shot it. Like it's a it's a foul in the act of shooting, not after the act of shooting, not in his follow through. He's fouled before he shoots. It's but, a foul. But I wouldn't be shocked if that call's not made. Also, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I think that there would be more. I think you'd have a better argument if you were a Virginia fan to say we got hosed on them not calling that than Auburn saying we got hosed on them calling that. And also, let's remember one thing. The guy then goes to the free throw line and gets three shots for the win, and he nails all of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way, Auburn Auburn had two shots for the win the possession before, and the guy missed one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I have no rooting interest in this game whatsoever. Two of my favorite people in the world, Tug Coker, Tug was mentioned, and Charles Barkley were on opposite sides of this game. And, you know, I was rooting for both of their happiness. Um, I, I really, truly had no interest in the game. And I was like, okay, fine. That's how the game ended. Like, there was, it seemed like there was a lot of people upset. I'm not putting it on one play. Yeah. I'm definitely not doing that. And I agree uh, with you. And Auburn fans are absolutely putting it on the double dribble that no one saw. I'm not putting it on either of those plays. I'm not putting Auburn's loss, like you said, uh, you know, their point guard missed a free throw. There's other plays they could have made. I commend Bruce Pearl. He also, post-game interview, did not blame the double dribble or the foul on the three-pointer. Um, but from a basketball sense, and I'm not just saying this to be an asshole, guys. I, I can't stay, I tweeted this, and I'm being for real. I have not been able to stay awake during a Virginia game. I have dozed off at least for a few minutes. 
These games. I tweeted this to somebody the other day, and I'll. And I'll and it's the same way for the Texas Tech game. Spoiler: College basketball sucks, and I told you guys about it a long time ago. It's just the flow of these games. What was the halftime score? Auburn thirty-one. Uh, fucking uh, Virginia twenty-eight. I'm just saying these low scoring. Nobody knows how to score. And the same way in the Texas Tech-Michigan State game, what was the halftime score, 22-18? to 18? It's like, guys, put the ball in the hoop. I'm going to doze off. Yeah. I'm just going to doze off. Look, I don't enjoy college basketball. I don't enjoy college basketball for a variety of reasons. And d- generally, it is a, a, it's a quality control issue from top to bottom. Now, I understand that that's because I'm an – like non-stop NBA-watching guy. So I'm used to a certain level. But this goes back to sort of the question of the refereeing. It's like, go to a minor league baseball game. The umps fucking suck. Go to a high school baseball game. You'll If you watch professional baseball and then you go to a high school baseball game, you'll be like, this umpire's retarded. Because that's how it goes. The quality of everything goes up. Generally, the quality of basketball in college in the NCAA tournament, isn't very good from a team-to-team basis. The coaches aren't that good. The refereeing's not that good. The shot selection's not that good. The, I mean, Virginia, yes, they play the defense that gets it done, but like, I honestly don't even understand Virginia's offense half the time. They work the shot clock to zero, and then they're forced to take like a wild like end of the shot. Like Maybe just, like if you're the coach of that team, be like, guys, can we try to get a shot with five seconds left to go in the shot clock? Why? Why are we always? Why is it always like? And then we did this thing, and then we did, and then it's two seconds to shoot the ball, and you're like, well, you're not going to get a good shot that way. Now they're in the championship game, so they're obviously doing something right. But I think that it's just a general overall poor quality of basketball, and I've been saying that for years. I don't enjoy watching because I think it's bad basketball. And I think that is for a variety of reasons. And it's that the teams that have a ton of uh, four-year players generally don't have the most talent. The teams that have the most talent generally don't have a ton of experience. The teams with good, great coaches tend to be, you know, weird, like, second-tier teams that get by on having a great coach and kind of keeping players longer than the guys who are just recruiters. And then like, and then you get to the mid-majors who have coaches that are like good, and then those guys end up going to some other fucking school, and they suck, and it's like... Well, in years past, it didn't bother me as much because the games have been close this year. In years past, I'd say, okay, well, they're close games. I, you know, I'm on record saying that on this show. But for some reason, this year, it's bothered me. Like that game, for example, goes down to the end. Even even the Michigan State-Texas Tech game, Michigan State obviously mounts a massive comeback, cuts it to one with under five minutes to go, and then Texas Tech, you know, finishes them off, so to speak. But both those games to me, I'm just being honest. You guys want my honest opinion? Both those games to me were boring to watch. Yeah. I mean, Even though they came down to the end, I'm just being honest. Like I said, I dozed off during the first half of the Virginia game. I basically dozed off during every half of their game. Because it, it comes to a point, too, for me, if you have open shots, and a lot of these guys are getting good looks at times, you got to make your shots. I mean, that's just 
that like again that's just life and that's just like the quality of basketball that you're watching they're not going to you're used to seeing guys basically the difference between and i saw this this was a great uh this was like a great uh example of the difference between college basketball and um and NBA basketball. Somebody tweeted, I forget who it was, that the college dunk contest is actually better than the NBA dunk contest a lot of times because the NBA is having to choose their best freak dunkers from the, you know, however many 200, 300 NBA guys who also have like a knockdown jump shot and can pass and can rebound. Whereas in college basketball, they're choosing. They can go to like you know, uh, you know San Jose State, where some guy just happens to be the fourth man on San Jose State, who's a who's like a high jumper, who uh, you know who's like also oh, I'll play basketball. Yeah. So you're you're able to take these freak athletes and be like, yeah, let's see what the fucking o- Olympic high jumper who just happens to be on the San Jose State roster can do in a dunk contest. And you're like, he can do sick shit. The thing is, he'll never be in the NBA because he doesn't have a jump shot. And like that is the divide between college basketball and the NBA. Or like back when when they had the end one tour, you'd watch these guys that were doing sick shit, dunks, ball handling, and you're like, how is this dude not in the NBA? It's like, oh, he doesn't have a consistent jump shot. You have to have a consistent jump shot to be in the NBA. Like on every level. Yeah. At, at every position now, basically. And I agree with you. I don't enjoy these games at all. I've never really enjoyed I want to it's say, been a long time since I enjoyed college basketball, since the since the marquee players were sticking around for two and three years. And that's just I think at one point, I could be wrong on this. I think at one point Auburn and Virginia were combined three of nineteen from three point range. That that's just bad basketball. And I agreed with Charles Barkley. He had a great assessment during halftime. They were debating him, Clark, and Kenny, was the first half good defense or bad offense? Oh, actually, I'm sorry. This, that was Michigan State-Texas Tech game. They were debating good defense or bad offense. And Charles, you know, obviously an NBA guy, was saying this is just bad offense. Now, Clark, again, a college guy, saying it's good defense, but that first half, I think, was 22-18. to 18. I got to say, I think it's I, – I think – I think it's a combination of the two, but I tend to think that it's worse offense than it is good defense. And I yeah. think and I think that's actually the strategy for some of these coaches is like if teams are gonna play bad offense and we play good defense, we can do the thing where and we've seen it throughout this tournament where we see the stat so and so hasn't made a field goal in five minutes. Yeah. Like the idea of going five minutes in the final four. In, at any level, without a field goal, I've seen that throughout this tournament, the stat, this team has gone this long without a field goal because the good coaches are focusing on defense and doubling on top of that that these teams are not good offensively. And that's what I actually don't understand even about college basketball is like why doesn't anybody have – a signature offense. Yeah. Like, why isn't there a team you go, this is what they run? Why? I'm not saying, you know, there's got to be the Mike D'Antoni of college basketball, but even like back in the day, you know, it's like, oh, Princeton's going to backdoor cut and whatever. Like, I hear all about your press and I hear all about your 2 3 zone and I hear all about Virginia's lockdown defense. I hear about, but like, 
why isn't there a team that's going like, we're well, I think trying that, to do this on offense every game? But I think there was. I think back in the day, dude, if you look at like teams we got to see growing up, those Rick Pitino Kentucky teams, yeah. when they would press, those Nolan Richardson's Arkansas teams, how many points they would score? Right. But my point is now. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what happened. Yeah. I don't I don't understand why there's those not, teams used to put up points. There really just does, seems to me not to be uh, a ton of identity, offensive identity in college basketball across the board. Let me put it this way. I find it interesting because people get very defensive, and I'll see it sometimes in the YouTube comment section. Last episode when Tug and I were previewing Virginia. And I had some people coming to me. I saw hard. I didn't get to it during the show. But people were saying, oh, Ruther, Virginia averages 73 points a game. Guys, that's not that many points. That might be high for college basketball. But that's exactly my point and Joe's point. If you're bragging that a team averages 73 points a game, like I said, go back and look at some of those Kentucky and Arkansas teams. Those teams are putting up 80, 85 points every fucking game. We're talking 73 points. The halftime score of Texas Tech, Michigan State in the final four, the national college basketball semifinal, was 23 to 21. That's awful basketball. I don't care how you look at it. 23 to 21 in the final four, there's no other way around it. And I, That's WNBA basketball. I've also like noticed a lot, like a lot of times you, you, to start the game or start the half or after a TV timeout, these. Coaches have a play. Yeah, that, 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 that Texas Tech game started with a lob off the tip off. That was planned clearly. Sure. Why don't they have the ability to have a plan offensively throughout the game? Why am I always watching the lead guard on every team come up, attempt to find his way to the basket, pass the ball off to somebody else who kind of holds it in the corner, and they try to maybe throw it in the post, but then they don't. And then that lead guard finds his way back out to the top of the key and gets the ball and takes a horrible shot with two seconds on the shot clock. Why is that the college basketball offense for everybody? Yeah, I don't know. That's my problem with college basketball. Yeah. But we've got Texas Tech, Virginia in the final. Virginia is a one-point favorite. And again, let's look at the the over-under. On Texas Tech, Virginia is 118. Guys, they're saying the combined score is not 60 points each. I'm just saying that's, again, WNBA. That's high school basketball. And and obviously, it's worked for both these teams. They're both defensive-minded teams. Um, they have a few players. I will say I do. He didn't have the greatest game last game. He came on at the end, but... I know Culver is going to be a top 10 pick for Texas Tech. He's had an overall good tournament. Um, he's a fun player to watch. But if you want excitement, this this isn't your this isn't this isn't your game, man. I mean, I mean, right, the, I I understand everybody's like I understand all the people that live in all the places that don't have NBA teams that are from the south and from the whatever. But where, why does that matter now? We, we be, all have TVs because because it's they, a, they have access because to it's a NBA. it's a birth thing. Their dad has convinced them that Auburn is more important than anything, and that Alabama football and SEC and all that uh, the areas it's it's just generational. Uh, the, like the guy, it, it's one of those things where it, what what's it. I, I'm I'm forgetting the term right now, but it's like fucking. Anyway, I'm skipping the term, but like that. 
the guy who the guy who does the 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 fifty something year old guy right now who doesn't have the NBA and has never had the NBA has dug his heels in on college sports, and then he's going to start talking about what it's like. No, who wants to watch the NBA? It's lazy. It's all isolation. Blah blah. It's like you're justifying what you what you have. You're you're justifying like you're the guy who can't fuck a ten. So you're like. I'm. I actually want to marry a six because sixes care for you, and they rub your back, and they cook dinner. It's like fuck you, dude. There's just you just can't get a ten. If you could get a ten, you'd fuck a ten, and you'd make her rub your back, and you'd make her cook you dinner. That's fucking being a boss. But it's like no, you know. You ever hear the song? If you want to be happy for the rest of your life, never make a pretty woman. That's true. So true. You're a dude who lives in SEC land. You've convinced yourself that this is good. You've convinced yourself. If you live in the Carolinas, you've convinced yourself nothing's better than Duke, UNC, fucking Wake Forest, North Carolina State. This is real basketball. This is Tobacco Road. You're like, dude, shut up. It sucks. Um. Yeah, it's it's that's just what it is, and and that's why college people are always gonna be college people, and they'll never fu- you'll never break them out of the mood because their daddy liked it and their daddy's daddy liked it. But but again, I, I, take soccer for example. I actually, actually had this, which is what my daddy liked, and I was like, Dad, that's fucking lame. Y- yeah, but, but <laughs> go eat your pasta, old man. I'm watching the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Luigi. But but even that, like, I had this text exchange with Cutter the other day, and. I said, I'm not a soccer guy, but I can still go to a game and appreciate it. Does that that make sense? But I think that's important. I'm not going to follow soccer or even golf or any of those things. But if I went to an event, I'm not anti that sport. I'm not anti anything if I go. That's what I'm saying. We can go. We can enjoy. I just, these people who are just saying, oh, oh, no, 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 no NBA. No, no, not doing it. You're like, well, why not? Why can't you enjoy another sport? Because they're lazy and they're isolation and they're selfish and they all they all are tweeting all the time and it's all it's just it's it's picking out the worst things of the thing that you can't have. You can't have it, so you're gonna find out what's wrong with it. Yeah. Who wants a Lamborghini, bro? You know what the gas mileage on a Lamborghini is? Revving that engine all day? It's like, dude, you can't afford a Lamborghini. If someone dropped you one off in your fucking yard, you're not not driving it because of the gas mileage. You're just a poor. Well, back to tonight's game. Do you have any takes? Do you have any opinions on who's going to win? Go, 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 uh... What are they, the Cavaliers? Go uh, rooting for Tug here. And then they also call themselves the Wahoos, which I've never been able to figure out. That's just their like. Uh, that's just their like call, right? Like Wahoo Wah. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, that's. It's like, like Arkansas thing. Pig Suey. It's like Roll Tide. Gotcha. Um, what do you think the best call is? We're, 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 there's a bunch. Arkansas Pig Suey, Roll Tide, Wahoo Wahoo. I, I've always liked War Eagle, even though I have no idea what the fucking what the deal is. War Eagle, yeah. Um. I'm rooting for Tugs, Virginia Cavaliers. Go! I mean, if if we have to watch this stupid, sloppy, defensive battle, if I have to watch 45-45, let's at least have a friend of the show be happy about it. Go Cavaliers! Did uh, did you see Lubbock, Texas, on fire? Basically, no. Did they riot? Dude, they were going nuts when they won. Oh, man. They were they were tipping cars. I mean, it was thousands of people in the streets. It was, it was out of control. Yeah, not a lot happening in Lubbock, right? No. No, 
I almost did a show there once. Did you? You know who I sent? It was back in my frat boys of comedy days. I had another frat boys show. I sent Josh Filipowski to Lubbock. Wow. <laughs> How'd he do? I think he did well. Surprised he made it out alive. Yeah. Like, look at this fucking guy. Nice fucking pedo glasses. <laughs> but I think it was a, uh, I think it was kind of a dorky fraternity. Okay. So, so Josh's like they loved math it. jokes. I think it was. I think it was a fraternity and their dads. Verb tense jokes. <laughs> really fucking flew. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't tell you if you said point to Lubbock, Texas on a map, wouldn't have a clue. I'd point to Texas. Yeah, I'd be like, all that shit's in there somewhere. It's a big state. Well, guys, I hope you are enjoying the Final Four because I know Tug is. He's been down there, and I know he got his tickets to the games in Minneapolis on Seeking. I saw a great picture that he posted. Him, the legendary Benangi. Hall of Famer, Stangy Benangi. Our boy Charlie Ryan, who kills the game for us with our, with our thumbnails and photoshops. And Hall, some- Hall of Fame satellite intern. <laughs> That's a great term. Yeah. Hall of Fame satellite intern. Well, Dirtballs, get on SeatGeek right now because you can get tickets to any event. Sports, comedy, music, you name it. SeatGeek has you covered. I'm going to be using SeatGeek next week because my awful, atrocious 1-8 Cincinnati Reds will be coming out here to L.A. and I'll be using SeatGeek. I plan on going to two of the three games out here in L.A. Guys, best of all, all listeners get $10 off their first SeatGeek purchase. And lastly, I don't know why they put, why they, they changed up the ad read. And lastly, of course, SeatGeek supports our show. Go support them because they support us. Come on, guys. We, 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 go back to the old read. Use our promo code DIRTY for $10 off your first purchase. You can use that for concert tickets, sports, comedy, whatever you want. Remember, that's promo code DIRTY for $10 off your first purchase. And again, if you send me a screenshot using promo code DIRTY, I will send you two Dirty Sports koozies. Okay, everybody is uh, kind of going off on YouTube right now. About what? Antonio Brown, which I didn't put on the rundown. Okay. Uh, why? What happened with Antonio Brown? I, by the way, I lived in the Seattle airport yesterday. Yeah, what happened? Uh, just a flying standby nightmare. I got there at like 10 a.m. and I didn't leave until 9, uh, 9 p.m. So I was there for like a solid 12 hours. And I, I got to the point where I was, n- I was no longer... I, when, it, when I became close to looking like I was not going to get out at all... I, uh, I, I actually started to have a bit of a mental breakdown. It's the, it's the closest I've had to a fucking nervous breakdown since uh, I was in Ikea in Elizabeth, New Jersey. It, would, it, got, it got crazy. And, and basically, I spent the whole day. The only thing that was keeping me like somewhat grounded was arguing with Jesus about Michael, Michael Jackson. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. That was the only thing that was sort of keeping me tied to reality, interest- even though that wasn't really tied, all that tied to reality. It's an interesting hill to uh, die on, defending Michael Jackson. I'll give Jesus credit. I still don't. I still don't know. Like I've talked to him in person about it. And I've talked to him online about it. I still don't know what his actual point is. I, I, I know what it is because we discussed this in Arizona. But I think. But I. I think it's that there's he. He's saying you guys value facts on your show. But I. But I think and what there's he's no sa- facts that Michael Jackson touched kids. There's no facts that he didn't touch kids. Like this is like this is a this is an opinion based argument. But I under I think what I've gotten to is that his point is that 
as far from a legal standpoint, you're going to have a hard time legally proving beyond a reasonable doubt that he is guilty of it because the half dozen people who have accused him of it are not, I don't know, fucking great witnesses. They all have holes in their stories and whatever, which, look, we're just going to agree to disagree. I... uh that's a good approach. I took we're, that with him last week. We're just gonna, well, we're just gonna agree to disagree because I don't, I don't know, I truly don't know if he's arguing that I don't know, I don't. He's he's yet to tell me if he's arguing that Michael Jackson is innocent. I will agree with anybody that says you can't prove without a shadow of a doubt that Michael Jackson is guilty. That's fine. I'm going with Michael Jackson's guilty because I don't think. James Safechuck or whatever is an Oscar winning actor who's just been toiling away as like a fucking bar show bassist for years, just hiding his incredible dramatic talents, saving it for the, the dude is crippled by sexual assault. Can I do James Safechuck? Yeah. Just like a fucking super handsome child actor with like kind of a cute wife. Who's, who lives with Pete Davidson bags under his eyes because he had a he had a pop star's dick in his mouth. Yeah, I, I don't know. He uh, he touched me for five years. James, look at the camera. Uh, He's like, I am. <laughs> as much as I want to talk about Michael Jackson, we got some other drama going on right now. Twitter is on fire because Antonio Brown and this Juju Schuster beef. Uh, but uh, this, this I, is yeah. some petty shit. This is I saw I saw it yesterday a little bit, but like, but now it's it just it just is happening right oh, it now. Just as, happened as we speak. Okay, Antonio Brown is responding to Juju Smith's. That's a tough one for Andy Ruther. Juju Smith. Just call him Juju. I mean, do we need the fucking? We all know who you're talking. Okay, about. Juju. we're not going to confuse him with some other Juju. I don't know. I bet you there's some other Juju's out there. Uh, okay, so Antonio Brown recently just posted a DM on Instagram that. Juju sent him from 2015, and I don't know how that's a shot at him. Okay. So in 2015, Juju DM'd Antonio Brown, what's up, AB? I'm a receiver at the University of Southern California. I appreciate all your work. You're a great man on and off the field. Do you have any tips that can help take my game to the next level? Thanks, man. So what's he saying? I don't know. I'm So conf- Antonio Brown is saying that in 2015, a college-wide receiver thought an all-pro NFL receiver was someone to look up to. And then when Juju Smith-Schuster played with him and realized that he was a psychotic diva drama queen, he changed his mind. Yeah, but, I, I really don't understand this approach. But I don't even understand what happened yesterday. What was the beef yesterday? They're, are they basically taking veiled shots at one another over Twitter? Um... I don't know how this all, you know, I haven't fully, oh, 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 here, here, here's what it is. Yeah, this is from yesterday. Can I tweets. say one thing before we even get into this? Okay. I think that this is everything that's wrong with I agree. Uh, sports fans Thank today. You. Thank you. You guys are focused on the wrong shit. Who gives a fuck what these two, whose combined IQ is probably 150, are fucking tweeting back and forth to each other in SpongeBob memes and like old photographs with each other's quotes as the fucking tagline. Like, I don't give a single fuck about what these two think about each other. I don't. They're they're competing 
receivers on the same team, one guy has been chosen to replace the other guy who is fucking moved out of town. Well, like this is this is Kardashian shit. This well, is the well, Bachelorette. I'm glad you're you're worried about what you're worried about what Cardi B is tweeting at Mickey, Nicki Minaj. But, you're the Cardi B Nicki Minaj of sports fans. But I'm but I don't want to just even just put this all on the on the fans. I want to talk about the actual players too. I know we live in a. Well, so, they can do whatever they want. They're they're fucking they're but, but, but low IQ. Second. They're low IQ monsters. I want to bring this back to an episode that we had a talk discussing Baker Mayfield when he was you know DMing or not DMing. He was tweeting or Instagram posting under awful ESPN hot take shows. This is the same thing. But and my argument back then was, you don't see Tom Brady doing that. You don't see. You you know Drew Brees. You don't see the good quarterbacks caring. That's my point. Like th- this is so petty. But they have a lot on their plate, and these guys are these guys have nothing to do right now. Yeah, but my point is this: I don't think I'd see. I could be wrong, and I don't want to sound the old guy now. Again, because it is a different age. But it, but you but but the problem I is I don't see the Jerry Rices of the world doing this. But you are the old guy because you're saying Breeze, Brady, Rice, they're not doing it. And then if you even you go down to the fucking now, just skip generation generationally in position. You're you're 15 to 20 years younger. You're also a quarterback. You're Baker Mayfield. You are doing this. Larry Fitzgerald's not doing it, but Juju is. Like that's the deal. They're. 20-somethings in 2019 who've lived on fucking social media who this is their this is their shit and and the reason that this is their shit and this is who's at fault is deadspin and the people i'm sorry i'm sure it's a lot of people i really like but the people in our comments that are fucking talking about this why do you care who cares you're you're fanning the flames. You're the reason that these guys think they should do it because you give it the attention. I tried yesterday. I was having a nervous breakdown, but I tried yesterday multiple times to decipher what the fuck was going on in the AJ in the AB Juju beef, and all I could figure out was dumb ass Twitter shit where no one's saying that's the other the passive aggressiveness. Call him a bitch. Or don't call him a bitch. Well, That's it. Well, Be I, a man. I agree there. I agree there. Uh, not only call him a bitch, why don't you just make a video and say, fuck you, Juju. Say that shit to my face next time. But what did he say? Who I, said what? We, we that, that's the thing. I don't. I couldn't even... I don't have... Like, the other day I tweeted something and A. Millie responded with like a SpongeBob meme. And I didn't know if his meme was in support of me or if he was critical of me. And I replied, I don't speak millennial. Like, I don't know what their beef is because I don't speak veiled, passive-aggressive meme. I don't know what is happening in this beef. I cannot follow that Juju posted a picture of himself with a quote from AB. What is – that's a diss now? I hate to go full Andy Ruther, but I remember when beefs used to end with people getting shot. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Like, have beef or don't have beef. Andre Risen and Deion Sanders, both honestly sort of known for being kind of bitches. Fought on the field. Fought on the field. Fought on Talk the field. Talk some shit. Fought on the field. Yeah. 
AB and Juju are like, yo, first person that pulls out that SpongeBob, though, is going to end this game. And you're like, what? Yeah. First one that goes SpongeBob meme? Yeah, exactly. Oh, damn. He went fucking SpongeBob. Mic drop. Yeah. He went He went black guy holding the beer, walking away. Can't believe he did it. Yeah. Dude, yo, I feel like somebody's about to do Harden, side-eye Harden on one another. I don't know. This could get crazy. It's like... Like, be Puig. Be Puig. Fight everybody. Yeah. Be Conor McGregor. Yeah. Be a fucking lunatic. Yeah. Who not only does crazy memes, will talk shit to you and try to fight you in person. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I'm against all this passive-aggressive shit. I am. Say it to somebody's face. I don't really fully understand it, and we and you know what? I think you've said all we can say about it. Yeah. I don't even really care. I didn't. Really- I tried yesterday. I tried. I, I want to be. I I, I speak uh, on a show that a lot of millennials listen to. I want. I just. I have to put on my fucking goggles. Like I got to put on my. You know. I got to put on my millennial glasses to try to see through. And I was like, I don't know. I cannot figure out what they're beefing about. And now maybe it was because I was having a nervous breakdown and I was in the airport and I was also arguing with somebody who wants Michael Jackson to be innocent. But I couldn't figure it out. Well, I want to talk about a real beef. I want to talk about this deep years beef. Aaron Rodgers, Mike McCarthy, which was an insane story that Bleacher Report dropped um, three days ago. I'm sorry, four days ago. Tyler Dunn wrote a huge piece. Yep. Um, very in-depth. I don't know if you guys had a chance to read it. Former... Can, go can, ahead. Can can you just confirm one thing? It did. I, I Have I not been on the record for as long as we've been doing this show that Mike McCarthy is a 100% clueless boob. Well, I'll give you that. That's kind of what has been confirmed in this in-depth. Kind of? It is. It's confirmed Mike McCarthy is a clueless boob. And anyone, anyone who's ever defended Mike McCarthy for anything, Super Bowl or not Super Bowl, any defense that he was a qualified NFL coach at any moment was incorrect, you are wrong. You get Nothing. Yeah, so this in-depth story, and again, I advise everybody to read it. It's long and distinguished. Like my Johnson. Thank you. Uh, it's very good, though. It, it, it has interviews with everybody from former players like Ryan Grant to... Former guest of the show, Ryan Grant. Two-time guest of the show. Yeah. Uh, to people who didn't want to be revealed, to Greg Jennings, to all these different Greg people. Greg Jennings. All these various players, it shows both sides from Mike McCarthy to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, and that is one of the main points that you'll get from the article is that Mike McCarthy was not only completely incompetent, that he had zero control over the locker room. There was zero discipline. Players did whatever they wanted. He was a very laid-back coach. Now, in a way, you know, there's parts where Ryan Grant supports that and says that's how he that's how he did it. And that basically there's a certain part where he says the individual position coaches had more control over, you know, each position, but when they lost that when when veterans got cut. You know, it, it's a long thing. Basically, the theme is this: the Packers should have way more titles. 
But also, there's some petty shit that Aaron Rodgers has done. And and, and here's the thing: there, Aaron Rodgers isn't certainly isn't blameless on this. Uh, agreed. I, I think I think this is what it comes down to. Aaron Rodgers is a weird guy. He's got some weird personality quirks. He also has this pretty blatant at this point ongoing um, animosity toward anyone that ever thought he wasn't the goat coming out of college. Yeah. He has this he has a weird which other players have had uh, Tom Brady has talked about that's what drove him being a six rounder and this is the best decision you've ever made and all that. But what I think happened here, if I had to boil it down to one thing, it's that Aaron Rodgers is a weird guy. Yeah. Like a lot of talented people has his weird, you know, it takes a bit of weirdness and a bit of quirkiness to be great in the way that he is great. This weird thing that he has about, you know, being passed over is, has haunted him. And he came into a situation where he, he then has to sit behind Favre. And all of these things bubble into like a very sort of explosive uh, concoction that is in a pot. It's boiling over. And you need a head coach to be the lid on this pot. You need the head coach to fucking be the lid, put it on this pot, turn down the fucking heat, and be like, here's the deal, man. You're super talented. This whole thing is about you. This whole thing is about how great you are. I'm When I thought somebody else was better than you, I was 100% wrong. You're the best. We have to work together. We, I have you, and now... And that's all I need to win, so let's do this. And instead, Mike McCarthy was in there fucking, you know, eating a corn dog and getting massages and was basically a complete and he was a five year old running an NFL football team. He it has been a clueless boob from day one. Well, here's and a, here's, it's embarrassing. Here's a quote. You know, there's some amazing quotes from this article. This is a quote which again an unnamed source has said. This is coming from Aaron Rodgers. Mike has a low football IQ, and that used to always... Oh, no, I'm sorry. This is coming from the unnamed source. Mike has a low football IQ. No and, shit. <laughs> and that used to always bother Aaron. He'd say Mike has one of the lowest IQs, if not the lowest IQ, of any coach he's ever had. So, you have your head coach, who's not competent, paired with arguably the greatest quarterback of all time, Skills wise, and this problem only gets bigger and bigger. But also, a problem is if you read the article, is that Aaron Rodgers, we just talked about it with these wide receivers, is passive aggressive. Like they don't address this shit to each other. Right. Like you said, Mike McCarthy is busy. It's wild. Mike McCarthy. But, but, and that goes back to the whole thing of Mike McCarthy not having, where, okay, so each position coach is responsible for their thing. And that's great, and everybody has respect for it. So then what do you do? You're the quarterback's coach, who at the t- who fucking, for a lot of it, was my boy, fucking Ben McAdope, has to, what, call the receiver's coach and broker a sit-down between his quarterbacks? And his re- How about be a head coach and call Aaron Rodgers and Greg Jennings into your fucking office and be like, guys, we got to fucking sort this shit out. I am responsible for all of you. Yeah. Mike McCarthy's a fucking clueless boop. 
And like, honestly, nothing has ever felt made me feel more like I fucking told you than reading an article where Mike McCarthy is referred to as having the lowest football IQ that someone has ever better out. I mean, there were some shocking elements of this story. It says at one point that McCarthy would miss team meetings where everybody's there because he's getting a massage. I mean, you can't make this up. This is this is like <laughs> he's denied this, right? And now there's a back and forth on whether or not this happened, but here's the point. This is the Michael Jackson shit. Where there's smoke, there's, there's fire. fire. Yeah. You will never, you cannot find a single person on planet Earth that will say Tom Coughlin missed a meeting for a massage. You can't. You can't You can't find a single person that says Tom Coughlin once missed a meeting for anything. Yeah. You can't find one. Yeah. You can't. So did he miss it for a massage? Did he miss it for his daughter's ballet thing? Was the massage, like he went to the massage and then he was late for the meeting, but it was really because of an accident on the road. It's like, it doesn't matter. The point is some portion of that is true. Some portion of that. Yeah. Does, did Mike McCarthy go, I'm not going to this meeting because I've scheduled a massage instead? I don't know. But something in there, multiple sources, s- some portion of that is true. Well, what's wild to me is things were so bad between Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy. If you read the article, Aaron was basically changing plays all the time. Good. I mean, this is almost like a comedy. Yeah. Where you have a coach on the sideline calling the play. Aaron's changing it all the time. So it's it's almost pointless to even have him call a play because Aaron's going to change it at the line. And then the receivers don't know what to do. You know, there's at one point in the story saying, then the receiver's getting yelled at by his receiver coach saying, why'd you run a post when you were supposed to run a slant? And he's like, well, Aaron told me to run the slant, but the play was called for a post. It's wild. Basically, the dysfunction in Green Bay was so bad the last few years. It it should have been taken care of years ago. Yes. Uh, You know, the bottom line is, you, you can't argue with how talented Aaron Rodgers is. Yeah. What has Mike McCarthy ever done that earned him the right to be like considered equally in an argument between these two? So the idea that there's this beef going back and forth, if Aaron Rodgers is sort of at least semi-openly beefing with your head coach. You got to get a new head coach. Yeah, I agree. That's it. I agree. Should have happened a long time ago and you've now wasted a significant amount of Aaron Rodgers' prime because you didn't start him until late. And that's on the former GM which they talk about, Ted Thompson. Yeah. That's on him for not firing Mike McCarthy. I mean, it that Seattle Green Bay NFC Championship Mike McCarthy lost Where your that. boy threw four picks. Mike McCarthy lost that game. Yeah. That yeah. is what that is that NFC No game, shit. That game is 100% on the coach. No good coaches lose that game. Agreed. No competent coaches lose that game. And if I'm a Packers fan and I see this and I read this story, 
I have to be fucking heated. Because like Joe just said, we're talking you've wasted six, seven, eight years of an all-time great quarterback. Let me say one thing, though, because the it is also a it, it is also a very specific situation there in that it is a you know publicly owned team. Yes. And obviously there's a CEO and there's whatever and there's board members and there's people who are making the decision. But the pa- Packer Nation is sort of a part of the decision making in Green Bay. And and that's got going back to Favre and Rodgers in the first place. You can almost tell that they ride the the public sentiment of Packer Nation when making certain decisions. And that's why, and I'm going to say this to camera, Packers fans, this is almost as much on you as it is on the GM, the board members, Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers because, and I have been saying this for five years, Mike McCarthy was always and for every second to anybody who knows anything about football, a clueless boob. And I would say that, and Packers fans would say, he won a fucking Super Bowl. He wins 10 games every year. Blah, 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 blah. It's your fault. It's your fault. Because if you had said he's a fucking boob from day one, that we should be winning more Super Bowls, that that just like Doc Rivers in Boston, just because you have the best team and you win once doesn't make you a good coach. It actually makes you a bad coach. It's on you. It's your fault. You are just as responsible for this as all the other people behind the scenes because you defended McCarthy. And honestly, I'm going to say, I'm going to add something in. The beef that's going on between Juju and Antonio Brown, Steelers fans, you're responsible because Mike Tomlin, also a boob. Shots fired. It, am, I, am I wrong? Have I been saying Mike McCarthy is a fucking clown since the day we started recording this podcast. Yeah, you have. And I am not a Packers fan. I do not watch every single Packers game. I watch... They're on a lot. They're on a lot. And I watch their national games start to finish. It's not hard. It wasn't hard to figure out. You'd watch games. you go, what are you doing? Yeah. Who's... Decide, do you have a magic eight ball on the sideline? <laughs> and, it's, and it's on Packers fans because you're a publicly owned team. And you defended him. You did defend him. What are we supposed to do? Win the Super Bowl every year? Um, kind of. Yeah. If Mar- you, fucking Montana won the Super Bowl kind of every year. If you Tom re- Brady kind of wins the Super Bowl every year. Again, if you read the article, that's what a source says at one point. Saying, you know, when you have a player of Aaron Rodgers' magnitude, you should be having Patriots-esque type runs at making the Super Bowl, at winning the Super Bowl. At, at playing in NFC Championship games? How many NFC Championship games has Aaron Rodgers played in? Well, they lost the one to Seattle. Obviously, they... Won one. They won one. Has he played in another one? Maybe one more? Was the Giants an AFC Championship game? Uh, no, that was... The Giants beat the Packers in the far of NFC Championship game. They beat... Rodgers before the NFC Championship. Yeah, they beat when they had gone that. fifteen and one that year. Yeah. So only two that we can think of. Maybe a third that we're forgetting. Was the Dallas? No, no, because Dallas didn't go to a Super Bowl. They beat Dallas and they played. Did they just play one? So, did they? They lost to the Falcons. 
in an AFC Championship game? That might have been another one. Okay. Three? Yeah. How many AFC Championship games did John Elway play in? I mean, he went, he went to five Super Bowls. Yeah. So five, at least five. <laughs> right. It's, it's, it's a joke. It really is. They, they have really wasted away years. For, in the beginning, they wasted years. In the middle, they wasted years. And now, like, it, this, this is where Aaron Rodgers is going to really... It, we're really going to see what Aaron Rodgers is like as a leader now because he gets a new coach. Can he do it day one? Because honestly, and it, and it's not on. I, I don't put it on Aaron Rodgers. I will I will give Aaron Rodgers credit if it if he finds success right out of the gate. But you transfer into a completely new coaching staff that does typically take time. Yeah, it's why it doesn't happen. It's why you are, you often don't break up a coach quarterback pairing that you've been had going for a while. Which the Packers, I mean, it's a joke that they took them this long to do it, but. They potentially are wasting another year of get, figuring it out. Aaron Rodgers is what, 35? He's 35, yeah. And again, that's not to say that Aaron Rodgers doesn't have his own nuances. We, and, I've, we've already discussed it. I mean, he stopped talking to his family. Sure. He's a fucking super weird dude. And, you know, the article states once, he's, once you get on his doghouse, like, you can't get out. Right. Basically, it's saying, once you get on Aaron's bad side, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. Right. Look, Aaron, Ro- Aaron Rodgers isn't without responsibility in this. Sure. But like I said, a lot of like a lot of quarterbacks, a lot of great players, they bring a certain, you know, um sense of like their own baggage to everything. There's like there a lot of times the super talented with being super talented becomes it, it comes with being super eccentric. Yeah. And the problem is Mike McCarthy had no idea how to deal with that whatsoever. You're not gonna be you you can't count on having the Mannings as your quarterback. Where they come and they're super talented and they're also just like bred to be fucking yes sirs. Yeah. Like you, you can't count on that. I mean, look at your boy Russ. Right? Now we got a fuck the Russell Wilson and the Seahawks are beefing. Like But I feel like Pete Carroll, he'll figure it out. Yeah. He'll either figure it out for him to stay or he'll figure it out for him to leave. But they ain't gonna be there's not gonna be a doghouse situation. Sure. And again, for it to go on that many years, oh my god! I mean, everybody's responsible except for me. I've been telling. <laughs> I mean, fucking tune into the show, guys. It's not the. This was not hard to see. <laughs> I mean, it's true. By the way, I mean, fucking the Browns. Like, how, how many times do I have to do this? I'm like, guys, how long are you going to fucking go with Hugh Jackson? They're like, oh, we got rid of him. We won fucking seven games after that. You I'm know like, who's, you know who's no ne- shit. You know who's next on the Prano hit list? We all know. Who's that? Your boy down in Houston, Bill O'Brien. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, the, the, the stories are going to come out of Houston how many, eventually. How many years are they going to waste Deshaun Watson? Yeah. Bill O'Brien. And I'm saying again, Tomlin. Look at this. Your whole team... Your whole team is on the internet throwing fucking SpongeBob memes at each other. Well, I mean, obviously Antonio doesn't play for him anymore. Anymore? Because they had to get rid of their all-pro receiver because he fucking, he didn't know how to control them. SpongeBob memes. Grow up, guys. Grow the fuck up. Unbelievable. You want to you wanna play a little troller moron? Yeah, sure. It's been a minute. Okay. It's been a minute. But I feel like this person. I assume you're gonna let. Are you letting me? Are you letting me and Laz handle Mike Trout's fucking walking on water to start the season? Uh, yeah, it's funny. I obviously I'm aware of what he's doing, but I also was like, you guys can handle that on slides. Okay, cool. Instead, instead we're gonna dedicate me bitching about the Reds in a few minutes. But uh, I want to bring back Troller Moron. We gotta talk about your Reds fight too. Oh, of course. Uh, let, let's bring back Troller Moron, and I believe last time we played, he might have been the person featured. It's going to be Troller Moron with Paul Pierce, but let's get our intro. Oh, yeah. Time for a little game, Troll or Moron. This guy's a, guy a straight-up moron. Complete troll. Total troll. You're not a troll. You're just a moron. I think he's a troll. I'm starting to think he might be just the biggest fucking moron of all time. Or is he trolling Troller moron, troller moron, troller moron. Okay, so today's troller moron is going to be Paul Pierce for his comments that he made during an ESPN broadcast. I believe it was Friday. Okay, so this, these are moron. Com- <laughs> Sorry, Died. shit. So this is. Uh, I jumped the gun, didn't I? This is Paul Pierce. I just like came too fast. <laughs> being being presented with is he better? Premature a moron elation. Paul Pierce versus Dwayne Wade. Yeah. On an ESPN segment they call the Truth Serum. ESPN, get some fucking writers. They should call it AIDS juice. <laughs> <laughs> Drink this, get AIDS. It's Paul Pierce and AIDS juice. Okay, so Paul Pierce versus Dwayne Wade. This is what Paul has to say. The better NBA player. That's Can you pause easy. it? Can you pause it? Can you pause it? Can you pause yeah. it? Fuck ESPN. Just for what? Why are we asking this question? They're like, hey, let's set up, let's set a booby trap, let's set a bear trap in the woods, see if we can catch Paul Pierce being a fucking dickhead. Because that's what they want. I know. They that, knew- I, I'm just saying, fuck them for being a fucking, fuck them for being the National Enquirer of sports television. Well, that's why you- Bat Boy. <laughs> who's a bigger? Who's a bigger? Fucking star, Paul Pierce or Bat Boy, the National Enquirer, Yeti versus Bat Boy. All right, let's get to his actual. Uh, what he says. NBA player. That's easy. I can say that off the bat. That's me. <laughs> if you give me Shaq, if you give me you LeBron, they did. Call the big three. Yeah, I, we got that late, but like early in my career. If I you, mean, what are you if doing? If you right give now? me these guys early in my career. What, well, let me ask you this. What would have been a perfect time for you, Paul? Let's make sure we get this right. When I was 24 years old. Okay. You give me Shaq. When I'm 24, 25, you give me LeBron and Bosh. I'd be sitting on five or six championships. Easy. So then right. who has the better well, NBA well, career? I played, you know, uh, I played 10 years you know, with who? You know what? With who? And- okay. So troll or moron? Moron. He's not trolling. He you, believe- think he, you think Paul Pierce really believes this? Yeah, I, you can hear it. 
You think he really believes that he's he better yeah. than Dwayne Wade? Yeah. And this goes to the, you know, here's what I know. Here's what I know our shithead Boston fans are going to say. Let me just say that I know that our shithead Boston fans are already waiting for me to talk about Dwayne Wade so that they can be like, but when Gronk is mad, then longevity matters. Blah, 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 blah. Guess what? Just like we talked about in that segment, just like we talked about in the video, if you put Gronk's numbers against Antonio Gates' numbers in their first nine seasons, they're identical. That's when longevity becomes the deciding factor. Paul Pierce's career at no point touched what Wade did on a year-to-year basis. At, there was numerous years in the NBA where you would go, who are the top players? You go like LeBron and, blah, 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 and Kobe and, blah, and Dirk and Garnett and Wade and... Blah. There's no point in his NBA career where if you ask me to rattle off the top 10 NBA players, Paul Pierce is in it. Yeah. There's just not. There's just not. Is Paul Pierce's best season as good as Dwayne Wade's worst season late in his career or when he was battling injury? Yeah, maybe. But but peak Dwayne Wade... Peak Paul Pierce are not close. It's not a comparison. If they were close, longevity would be a deciding factor. Paul Pierce stuck around. Dwayne Wade, much like Gronk, played a style of play that led to him taking a lot of physical abuse and therefore derailed his career in some regard. But his peak is nothing like Paul Pierce's. Well, let's just look at some good let's. numbers. And I'm going to take team stats out of it. Right? As you fucking should. We're not talking rings. I'm not even going to mention that Dwayne Wade has more rings because that's pointless. But let's look at some numbers. Dwayne Wade, 13 All-Stars. Paul Pierce, 10 All-Stars. Eh, that's fan voting. We can throw that one out. Well, not always, but yeah. So I don't really give a shit about that one. I completely agree with you. These are All-Stars what, is, a te- is a terrible way to fucking judge it. So I don't want to base the All-Star because people are idiots. I see what the fuck you guys say on Twitter every day. A lot of dumb people out there. But let's go to what actually matters. All-NBA. Dwayne Wade, eight. Paul Pierce, four. All-Defensive team. Dwayne Wade, three. Paul Pierce, none. Scoring leader, which isn't even on this tweet. Dwayne Wade, one. Paul Pierce, zero. So if we're going to look at them side by side, not to mention, guys, he brings up Shaq, which I find hilarious. If you go, if you remember, I believe, what was that, the 2006 NBA Finals against the Mavs? Yeah. The Mavs were up. Weren't they up 2-0? Maybe. And then the Heat reeled off 4-0. Dwayne Wade was the Finals MVP. Dwayne Wade averaged over 30 points that Finals. Dwayne Wade getting Shaq there. The Shaq joining that team was absolutely the difference. But great. I'm not factoring the, the championships in at all. And I'm also and I'm and and Paul Pierce should be happy I'm not because he had Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen. Guys who these guys, the three of them, just retired. 
Yeah. So the three of you just retired, and he's talking about at the end? Motherfucker, that was 2008, 2009, 2010. That, that wasn't the end. Yeah. And that's a point that for some reason he's forgotten. And and so the reason I'm not factoring in your championships is because you, as the leader of that team, and Doc Rivers, as the coach of that team, are embarrassing that you got one. Yeah, it's a joke. That you let Kobe and Pow. And run, I mean, our, I put, and run our test. I, I, I put a lot of that on Doc Rivers. But I put a lot of it on Paul Pierce, a lot of it. Kevin Garnett was Kevin Garnett. What 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 else do you want Kevin Garnett to do? Ray Allen. Not only was Ray Allen Ray Allen. Ray Allen was Ray Allen later with the fucking Heat and got more. He got more rings. LeBron was like, oh, Ray Allen's done. Yeah, give me him. Oh, he's still, he'll still shoot 37 percent from three. Yes, I will. Does he want more championships? Come on over. We got him. Yeah, we'll give him to you. Give me Chris Bosh. I love Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh paced to be a Hall of Famer, but you're 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 complaining you didn't have Chris Bosh. Kevin Garnett. Kevin Garnett. Ray, like I like that's the thing about the Celtics. I don't know what else he wants. Detroit he- was like, give us Chauncey Billups, motherfucker. You had Chauncey Billups. There was a lot of guys on those Celtics team who came and went and didn't fucking work out with Paul Pierce. It's not close. If it was close, I would take their fucking career totals into consideration. It's not close. Never was peak Paul Pierce anywhere near peak Dwayne Wade's level. Not even close. How about MVP votes? Like league MVP votes. Dude, in that finals, I, I had to pull it up because I'm curious. In that finals, these are Dwayne Wade's numbers in that 2006 finals. 34.7 points a game, 7.8 assists a game, 3.8 rebounds. Like, what are we talking about here, guys? Here, here was 35 points in the finals. In the finals. And he was, what, 23? This is 2006. So he's probably it's like 25 or 26. What, what are we discussing here? Not close. On any given night, let's talk about the years where Paul Pierce had fucking Antoine Walker and the and the Celtics weren't good. And what was he on? What was he on any given night? There was any given nights pre LeBron Heat, post LeBron Heat, post Shaq Heat, where Dwayne Wade is fully and entirely playing MVP level basketball. Yeah. I guarantee you Dwayne Wade got multiple MVP considerations in the years before LeBron arrived. When he's dragging nobodies to the playoffs and not doing much with them, but but getting them there. He's a better defensive player. He's a more complete offensive player. He's a better fucking leader. He's the guy who got LeBron there. That was the beauty of the Heat run was that even though they got LeBron, they all kind of agreed it was still Wade's team. Wild moron take. Wild. Paul Pierce is embarrassing himself on TV 
regularly now. Nightly. He's he's former NBA playing Skip Bayless. I was, I, that's what I tweeted out from Dirty Sports. That's exactly what I tweeted out. Paul Pierce, I think we've already had this as a title. We've already had this as a title of an episode. Paul Pierce is Skip Bayless. Actually, he's not even Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless doesn't believe shit he says. Right. Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless is a troll. Skip Bayless just says shit because fucking idiots are like, damn my God, did you see what Skip Bayless said? Time to fucking argue with him. No, no, no. Paul Pierce, and I'm 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 agreeing with you now at this point. I wasn't sure, but after after listening to that again, he he believes he was better than Dwayne Wade. It's not even close. It's Let it, me, I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna, I'm retroactively making a, a, something that I have been like I was talking about Mike McCarthy. I saw it with Mike McCarthy. I didn't see it with Paul Pierce until after the fact when. They started really. I'm sure the Boston media let Paul Pierce talk all he wanted when he was playing, but on the national media, you didn't hear a ton from Paul Pierce. I'm going to retroactively say this attitude that Paul Pierce shows nightly on the ESPN broadcast is part of why they only have one title. Because if the leader of your team is a fucking insane moron lunatic, you're that is not a good place to start. Yeah, and he is a lunatic. Great, Paul Pierce. You're a fucking two-point shooting, like, I don't know, fucking small forward scorer. Like, like the, 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 just looking at the completion of their games, it's not close. Not the defender he was, not the leader he was, not the fucking outside shooter. Like, and, Paul, and that was what Paul Pierce kind of became in the end of his career. It's like, oh, you're going to be a shooter? Like, get the fuck out of here, Paul Pierce. I mean, they, again... Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen, and Rondo. Let's not forget, Rondo was playing some great basketball. Let back me ask then you a serious question. As a point guard. Let me ask you a serious question since Paul Pierce is doing the if give me Shaq, give me whatever. Okay, give give me prime Shaq. I'll also win a title, Paul Pierce. Not really a hot take. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, give me LeBron. Yeah. But give 30-year-old Dwayne Wade, Garnett, Ray Allen, and Rondo swap Dwayne Wade on those teams. They, You're telling me they get one? You're telling me they get one? No way. No fucking way. No way. Right. No way. No way. No way. If you had, if that, you're right. If that Celtics team had Rondo, a point guard, D Wade, Ray Allen, KG, Kendrick Perkins. Well, I, I know Kendrick didn't play in Game Seven of that. Yeah, Laker, and guess what? It wouldn't have mattered. Lakers, Celtics, NBA Finals. But yeah, I mean that's how, that's what you got to do. People love to fucking do that. I've said it before. Put T Mac with Shaq those years. You think you think he's got fucking five with the fucking with the with the, you you give Shaq you get put T Mac replace Kobe with T Mac. Shaq doesn't leave. They have fucking nine of them. I mean, let's not forget they lost Game Seven 
fuck it. Let's just bring it back. They lost game seven of that NBA Finals. They blew, I believe it was an 18-point second-half lead. And Kobe, what was Kobe's? Four for 24. Kobe was like eight of 26 or something. Yeah. So Kobe didn't do dick that game. Pau- okay, and Paul, Pau, and uh, fucking Pau had Paul, a great game. And Paul Pierce was, you know, um, defending him. Great. Okay, good. But that, I mean, that's whatever. Well, my point is this: the Lakers still won that game after being down that many points, and Kobe didn't do anything. Paul Pierce, he's delusional. You know what ESPN should do? They should literally check him in to a mental fucking. No, they don't. They're doing the opposite. They're like, Paul Pierce keeps saying ludicrous shit. Let's give him the truth serum, a new segment <laughs> where we break in the show so Paul Pierce can say ludicrous shit. The next one they should do is him and Jordan. They should just be like, who's better, you or Jordan? And just like, or they should go like, who's better, you or LeBron? Like, let him do it. I, like, if I'm ESPN, the way people are talking about it, I would do it. I'd be like, okay, truth serum, who's better, Dude, you or LeBron? He, he would say it. He would say it. He was trending. This was Friday when he said it. By the way, the Venn diagram of people angry about our Gronk tweet and the people that actually think Paul Pierce is better than Dwayne Wade is a circle. I don't think and there's that many a, people, actually. And it's a circle that hates black people. Let I don't, me just say that. It's fucking Boston fans. I don't think there's that many people. Fucking double A, double A Aaron. <laughs> you know, our fucking, our Gronk truther. He, he thinks it. I don't think there's that many people who firmly believe, even Boston people. I don't think that they believe... Paul Pierce is better than Dwayne Wade. I just don't. I refuse to believe. I would that. love. I got to hear what Simmons' take on this is. He's the borderline like lunatic, lunatic fucking Celtics guy. It's just a bad take. Ugh, terrific. Awful take. Shout out to Fat Jason Kid donating a dollar ninety nine to say what? This was free, so hopefully it gives you money. Great. Fat Jason Kid, you dealing drugs? He's always donating. <laughs> Love me some fat Jason kid. Whatever you're doing, keep doing it. We, we appreciate the love for you and everyone else on YouTube. Okay, let me just uh, say how much I can't stand my Cincinnati Reds right now. Let me just hop into that. Pimping home runs with one fucking win here. Dude, the Reds won their first game. They have lost eight straight. I, shout out to Emiliano, have watched most of their games. Courtesy of his... Uh, what is it, MLB ticket or whatever it's called? Gooby! They suck, dude. Yeah, like, they're bad. They're bad. And you know, what's, you know what the irony is? It's been their hitting that's been letting them down this year. Not the pitching. The bats have just gone MIA. You want to hear something crazier? Shout out to my boy Cutter again. He said he knows some people on the inside. The Reds' attendance is so bad they're now losing fans to the new MLS team. They said the 18 to 35-year-old demographic for both men and women in the city of Cincinnati. People are going to the FC. I like, I wanted James Harden the fucking. <laughs> the city of Cincinnati is losing Reds fans. I feel like to the soccer team. I feel like that's my calling in life. I feel like my calling in life is to like get hired by major league teams that are struggling to be the like to be the fucking president of baseball operations. 
Like, you can't – I understand that the Cincinnati Reds can't necessarily put a team on the field to compete in the NL Central. But I feel like as the president of baseball operations for any team, yeah, I could do some combination of finding talent that's at least interesting and marketing the team in a way that, like, even if we're just, like, struggling to be 500, people will come. People will come, Andy. <laughs> people will come. They'll line up. Their cars down the highway. But I think they tried that with that Money trade. Money in hand. Isn't that what they tried with that trade? They brought in guys like Puig. By the way, who's batting 133 in the first nine games? Yeah. That's why he wants to get suspended. He was desperate to get suspended. That dude, like, literally was like, yo, I'm getting suspended today, Joey Votto. And, like, get your, God, get your damn hands off me. He was not going to not get suspended. He was, like, committed to it. I've never seen somebody so committed to getting suspended. What do you think about that fight? I mean, I think we have different opinions on the pimp and home runs. I, well, so we have we have different opinions on it, it. Doesn't bother me. Okay, the the bat flip thing is like, like as a, as a old school baseball guy, like the bat flip ship has sailed. Okay? What do you mean? Like. Everybody's bat flipping, like yeah, to yeah, some yeah. to some degree. What used to be something that would get you hit now is not even like no one even blinks at like a basic bat flip anymore. You basically have to be egregious. But if your team has one win, and you're Derek Dietrich, <laughs> and you stand at home plate after hitting a bomb for that long, and I and by the way. Let me also say I understand that Archer is a piece of shit who shows guys up on the mound. I get it. I like you're you're gonna have a hard time get convincing me that you shouldn't try to embarrass Archer. But if your team has one win and you're Derek Dietrich and you're on the road and you stand there that long. You're going to get drilled. That's life, man. That's some shit. That's running a red light and thinking that you're not going to get a fucking ticket in the mail from the camera. It's just stupid. He knew what he was doing, and he fucking did it on purpose. And guess what? I'm fine with that. I'm 100% fine with that. But don't fucking act surprised when somebody tries to drill you because your team has one win. You fucking suck. No one gives a single shit about you. I and, and Derek Dietrich's a good player. But, bro, no. Run the bases. Act like you've been there before, even though you haven't. Even though you are Derek Dietrich and you actually have not been there before. Act like you have. That was embarrassing. And it was embarrassing. That whole, that was like the most, that was like the most fucking... Like, uh, like neither of those teams should be fighting, <laughs> guys. Yeah. Play, play baseball. Like, focus. Play some baseball. It's like one of those things where it's like that. That's like the most excitement that either of those teams are going to have the whole fucking season. Dude, I know it's a long season. It's 162 games. But I'll say this. It sucks to be a Cincinnati Reds fan 
if you know nine games in, you're not going to be 500. You're not going to be near 500. They've scored 21 runs in nine games. 21 runs in nine games. And instead of a guy, here's the thing. It's just like an attitude, too, from, like, turning around a baseball team. Like, what I want as a manager is Dietrich to fucking hit that ball and come around the bases and come into our dugout and let it be something that inspires us and be like, yo, fuck Archer. That motherfucker dances every time. No, I just fucking hit a ball into the fucking water and you can hit a ball in the water and you can hit in the water and East Puig in Agua and <laughs> fucking get your guys going. Instead, what you did is you took a, what is a, like a, a, a little glimpse of light in an otherwise completely dark season and you turned it into some fucking meme of you guys fighting each other. Yeah. And they lost the game. And they, they go on to lose the game. No shit. Because they woke up the fucking pirates. I feel sorry for Puig, man. Well, you can't. I mean, he's hitting 166. So no, I know. Feel that he's hitting off. I mean, he's not having a good year, but I'm just saying. He, he was shipped from Los Angeles to Cincinnati. His team fucking sucks. He was on a good team. I'm going to go to that first game, though. It's next Monday. I'm sure he gets a standing ovation in Los Angeles. What, the game, the first game he'll be back for? Yeah. Is he not going to... A lot of times they fucking... A lot of times they uh, appeal, and then he plays tomorrow, and then he fucking gets his men. But maybe, yeah. I mean, definitely go. No, no, it's not tonight. It's next week. Right, I know. You think he could be suspended that game? I think he could be if he if he's not suspended, like, tonight, because he appeals and... Ah, you know what I mean? Yeah, but maybe he'll just accept his. He seems like he really wanted to get suspended, so maybe he's just gonna take that appeal. I think I think Puig was like, "I need five days off, man. Give me five days off, man. <laughs> Please, Joey, let me go, man. I need fucking five days off, man. <laughs> I understand you're hugging me, man, but please stop hugging me. I hitting one sixty six. I need five days off, okay?" This is good for everybody, man. I come back from five days off. I'm better. I get to fight them right now. This is exciting, too. I'm... Please stop hugging me, Joey Vado. I want to fight this man. I need, I need vacation. I need one holiday vacation. Please. Please, Mr. Foto, let me go. Well, another shitty baseball news. Chris Davis is now 0 for 44. Unbelievable. Have you ever seen anything like this? No, I mean it's going back to last year. I, the what the old like have I ever seen anything like this from a hitting standpoint? No, but I'll tell you what this is a this is Chuck Knobloch, this is Mackie Sasser. This is this is fucking mental. You can't swing that many times at baseballs and not hit them. I I also feel like I could be a great sports psychologist. If my when my career goes ass up, I'm just going to get a fucking 10 cent psychology degree and be like, Hey man, if I was with Chris, I was thinking about this yesterday. I go, what would I say to Chris Davis? I'd be like, come into the office, dude. Slump buster. I'd, I'd be like, bro, it's not, it can't get worse. You're already the worst. Well, he, you're putting he, a lot of pressure on yourself, but guess what? You've already embarrassed yourself. You're already doing something. Dude, historic. He batted 168 last year. Yeah. That's the worst in MLB history. Yeah. I'd be like head of contact, bro. That's all that you should be focusing on. 
It doesn't matter. You're a millionaire. Then what? You're a millionaire. $160 million contract. That's what I'm saying. Your life is good. Yes, you're, you might go down in history as this weird fucking statistic where you got a whole bunch of money and then you your batting average was lower than the money you got paid, which would be a remarkable thing to be. But that's why, even though you're feeling a ton of pressure, you don't have any pressure. I'd be like, be like you know who has pressure? A single mom who can't fucking feed her kids. You know who has pressure? Some some fucking, you know, kid that wants to be a doctor who's now buried in like a half a million dollars of school debt because he wanted to help people. You know what he needs? He needs a fucking, he needs a sports psychologist to tell him what real problems are. Well. And I go, man, just go out there and have fun and relax because you don't, you have what other people would consider zero problems in life. Every, the majority of people alive would trade positions with you. They'd get booed every single day for a hundred and whatever million dollars. You don't really have pressure. You have baseball pressure, but you don't have real life pressure. No one with a hundred million dollars has real life pressures. Your life is great, man. Your life is fucking great. You are in the top 0.1% of people alive when it comes to happiness. And your life is as as far as you concern you're concerned fucking sucks right now cuz you think everybody hates you and guess what everybody hates a lot of people everybody hates Donald Trump his life fucking rocks too he's a billionaire president like do what Trump does and don't give a shit what people think and fucking just try to make contact man cuz when all is said and done if you go down as a fucking disaster you go down as a go down, he already he already has yeah but i'm saying if if your career ends tomorrow and you're just like this you're this sports punchline forever. You're still rich. Really rich. Not little rich. 1% rich. You're the most rich. You're the richest guy that's ever lived in your hometown. And I don't know where you're from. But I can say that with almost 100% certainty. You're the richest dude in the history of your hometown. Where's Chris Davis from? Can we find out? Yeah, I'll Is look he it the up. richest dude from his hometown? I'll look it up. Okay, Chris Davis, he is from Longview, Texas. You think he's, well, there's pro- there may be an oil guy there, but do you think he's top three richest people in the history of Longview, Texas? I don't know if Longview's even in fucking Oilville. I mean, he signed a $161 million deal. Go home, buy Longview, Texas, live happily. Forever, you don't have real problems. Relax. All right, I'm pulling up Longview on a map. Longview, Texas, is the middle of fucking nowhere. Middle of nowhere. So it's the closest city is actually Shreveport, Louisiana. So it's Bruh. so it's way east of Bruh. Dallas. Yeah, he's the richest person from Longview. Like. I get it. It sucks. I've been there in, from an, an athlete standpoint. I've I've truly been there. I got the yips at second base one time. My coach was smart enough to go like, just move over to third and just let your arm fly. But this guy doesn't have real problems, and somebody needs to tell him that. That's what I would do. If the Orioles want to hire me, me and Chris Davis, we'll go out. We'll get beers. I'll fix them. It'll take me like two nights, two happy hours. I'll fix Chris Davis right up. Uh, 
Sensory deprivation, Chris. No, that's too much thinking. Nah, he no, needs no, no. less thinking. No, you just go in that. You, you you hop in that tank. The opposite of what he needs. No, 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 no. He all he has is his thoughts right now. He does not need more of his thoughts. He needs to get smacked in the face physically. What, what about a slump buster? Physically, he needs to get smacked in the face. Can Madison Bumgarner lend him his wife for the night? A slump buster. It's an interesting. Is he married? Go back to Chris Davis's Wikipedia page. He's got to be married, right? Let's see here. Usually a personal life tab on Wikipedia. Yes. He is married with two daughters. Well, there's part of your problem. Doesn't mean he can't have a slump buster. Well, he should certainly talk to his wife about it. Oh, 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 oh. Davis says it's not about how hard you're working to go against the grain. It's about surrendering every day. Give God the glory no matter what happens. Okay, we, we, we've identified a problem. God do, Does God hate you, Chris Davis? Is that what you think? You think God hates you? Well, first of all, God doesn't hate you because he gave you a hundred and whatever million dollars. Let me finish this quote. Oh, after, after every at-bat, after every play, it just keeps me grounded and keeps my faith strong and keeps my head and heart in the right place. He reads the Bible daily. Can okay. you imagine being a Christian that still believes in God if you struck out fucking their last 50 straight at-bats? He reads the Bible. What Bible passage is Chris Davis reading at this point? I don't know. John 144 for his fucking average the last two seasons. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. Well, I might, ooh, it might be tougher being that he's a Jesus freak for me to fix him, but I, I was going to say, but, but uh, give me three happy hours. The first one will be just talking about how religion is ludicrous, and then I'll get into fixing his no, baseball no, life. You can't go that route to sure, fix him. Sure. You can't because you're not going to change his opinion on that. You can't go that route. Sure. First, for, Three hours, dude. I can be very convincing at three hours at a bar, and and honestly, and honestly, a guy who's struck out as many fucking consecutive times as he is, how hard can he be to abandoning everything? I feel like we have a TV show where we set Prano up at happy hour. Yeah, yeah fix your life. Yeah, I'm at a bar. You come in. I fix your life. But no, I, I like the idea of you doing it with professional athletes. It's great. Like, the, by the way, I'm open to anybody. Like we, what, if, you, if you want to appear on Fix Your Life, what would you say to Paul Pierce? I mean. I don't think I'd say Paul Pierce is fine, right? What does Paul Pierce need? He needs some mental health. No, Paul Pierce is getting paid to say ludicrous shit on TV. He's, he's uh, good for him. Also, who cares, right? What do you say to Juju Smith-Schuster? I don't know. I can't even figure out what's happening with Juju Smith-Schuster. So I'd be like, bro, he's gone. You're still there. I'd fucking chill out if I were you. Yeah. I'd focus on the Steelers. You better focus on Ben Roethlisberger liking you, not Antonio Brown not liking you because that rapist calls the shots over there. That's what I'd say to Juju Smith-Schuster. You are focused on the wrong shit, man. See, there you go. Let the memes go. Go hang out with fucking Ben Roethlisberger. I know it sounds horrible because he's a sexual predator and probably a racist, but this is the guy you need to be friends with. You can't just throw him probably a racist. Uh, Can't you just tell when you look at some guy? No, he's not. You can't tell just by looking at Ben Roethlisberger? He probably... No, uh, he plays in the the NFL. Well, that means nothing. It means a lot. You're not going to do a job if you're a racist. (laughs) 
This show, I swear. Well, I'll tell you what, Prano. Another thing that will help <laughs> fix... The title of the show, Ben Roethlisberger, Racist Rapist. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose to not use that one. Okay. If that's all right with you. Sure. Well, don't go asking me for title ideas after the show like you do every day when I'm trying to walk out of here. Because I already gave you mine. <laughs> I think we have some other ideas. Uh, another idea that I have is to create my own draft league on the draft app to take money from dirt balls. Love it. How do you like that idea? So, guys, here's the deal with draft. We can do a daily league, but it would have to be daily. The important thing is that you follow us on the draft app. And we are Dirty, Dirty sports. sports. So, download the draft app. Follow us at Dirty Sports. What I'm going to start doing is posting links on social media so that we can all challenge each other. And I was, I was messing around with it today. It's a great way to do it. And... The best part is that you know we can do various different leagues or various different formats that we can challenge and basically play each other. So download the draft app today, guys. The best part is you can play for cold hard cash. You can steal our money, and you get paid out the next day. Drafts start from just $1, so there's a draft for everyone. So download the draft app right now. Just search draft in your app store, or you can play from your computer at draft.com. And uh, here's the best part, guys. All new players get a free entry into a best ball draft when you make your first deposit and use promo code DIRTY. Just search draft in the app store or go to draft.com and come play for free with promo code DIRTY. That's D-I-R-T-Y. Once again, it's a lot easier. I'm going to post the links, but if you go in the draft app, follow us under Dirty Sports, and then you can also challenge us as well. So go ahead and do that. And let's get to uh, let's get those headphones back on. Can't wait. We got three dirt ball calls today, so let's uh, let's get to the calls and um, let's see what the dirt balls have to say. What do we got here? As I look at the big screen, oh, this is a good one. We'll start with this one. It made me think. If you guys could go back in time, oh, shit. Oops, let me start it back over. How does this rewind? Hold on a second. Now let's go to a different one. For some reason you can't rewind it. And then we'll go back to that one. Hey, Joe and Andy. Mark from Virginia. Uh, Calling in for a question today. Since we're in the middle of March Madness, this is a question directed to your towards Joe, if you had to get rid of one type of slurper out there in the world that causes you madness um, to your sanity, would it be Tiger Woods slurpers? Would it be Dave Roberts defenders? Would it be Michael Jordan slurpers? Or would it be any coach defender out there, such as Doc Rivers? Would you give them a suicide cereal? Would you give them the Ozark treatment or the purge treatment? And why? Thanks for the call, boys. Condoms are for the Washington Redskins. Bye. So, it's a very aggressive uh, way to kill people. Yeah, I think um, I think that my answer for this. So, like the thing with Michael Jordan slurpers is like I get their passion because you can make an argument. Yeah. Right. I think your argument is wrong, but you can make it. Um. Like Boston people and all those, I'm I'm going. So the two, I'm going with two, tied, tied for one reason and one reason only because they're they're both annoying because they both 
love someone that like there's just zero proof of it. And that's Kobe Bryant slurpers and Derek Jeter slurpers. Grossly overrated. All because of their championships on uh, in a team sport. Wildly inaccurate to put them in the top anything with anybody ever. Kobe Bryant has one MVP. Probably shouldn't have that one. Derek Jeter has zero MVPs and no batting titles. Take those guys' rings away. Kobe Bryant is a volume scorer that was, you know, never the best player in basketball for one single second. Take Derek Jeter's rings away, and he had a great long career of consistency. He's a Hall of Famer for that reason and that reason alone. But his defensive play is was atrocious, and yeah, get 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 me rid of flip a coin. Probably Kobe slurpers because they're louder on the internet because people care more about the NBA than basketball than baseball. But uh, Kobe Bryant, Derek Jeter slurpers. I'm getting rid of them, and I'm getting and I would like them to be raped to death by someone in a Colorado hotel room. Aggressive. Raped to death. To death. Uh, anal against their will till they bleed out. Jesus I'm just Christ. saying, if we're going to do it, we should do it with a purpose. Like, we should do it with... That should be what happens to them. I saw a dude wearing a shirt yesterday at the Venice Beach Pier. It said, I am Kobe Bryant. <laughs> yeah. And I and I, I was I wanted to be like, dude, you're saying I, I rape people? Like... It, it, it was some Kobe shirt, and it had a bunch of sayings on it. Yeah. But on the front, it said, I am Kobe Bryant. That's why, gun to my head, it's probably Kobe fans. Yeah. Just because, like, I have to deal with I have to deal with Kobe people. We live in L.A. And and that's a waste of my time. I, that Like, that's where I, like, agree with you. Like, you'll be like, Prano, sometimes you just, like... Like, I shouldn't respond to Kobe fans because their argument ha- holds zero water. But I can't help it. So I'd love to get rid of them so that I'm only focused. Like, converting Jordan fans has purpose. Dealing with Kobe Bryant fans is dealing with a homeless person screaming at the bus stop. (laughs) Yeah, it's insanity. It's pure insanity. It's pure insanity. Yeah. It's it's dealing with the guy who's like, yeah, he's coming down from the mountains to eat all of us. And you're like, here's why that's not true. It's a flat earther. And really, you should just walk away from that guy. It's a flat earther. Yeah. Uh, let me get back to this call I was trying to get play earlier. All right, what's up, guys? This is Joe, Oregon State Beavers Dirtball. And I was listening to the podcast, looking at the date. Today officially marks 25 years since Kurt Cobain tasted the business end of a shotgun. <laughs> it made me think, if you guys could go back in time and see one artist who's dead now in concert, who would it be and why? all I got and uh, yeah I was always stay dirty and condoms are for mumble rap go beefs this is interesting can, can you answer first because I'm, I'm I might need a minute to <sighs> if I could see anybody would it be your boy Kurt Cobain well I would love to see Nirvana yeah I was actually thinking about that the other day I would also love to see the Beatles now two of them are dead sure um, those would be the tops on my list. I would love to see those guys. 
Uh, and he's not a musician, but one of a major regret I have is that I never saw Don Rickles when I lived in in Vegas. And and, and I and I think about that periodically. He was still at the Stardust when I moved to Las Vegas in 2005, and they they imploded the Stardust in either 2006 or 2007. But he was still he still had a uh, a residency there, and I never went. And then I, and then Don Rickles died two years ago. I would have just loved to see him live. So like he's up there for me. I appreciate that. That's part of your answer. I'm gonna say I think it's a horrible decision. Because I don't think you lose a lot in comedy. Like you've seen Don Rickles do his thing. I don't think you lose a lot, like in not seeing that live, as compared to. But from a comedic stamp, for as comedians, I appreciate that you're even thinking of it. Because I was like, I'm not even thinking of comedians, and then you made me think of it, and then I was like, no, I'm definitely not doing any of them. But uh, really, yeah. But because I don't like it, like I never saw Carlin live, but like. Am I really missing out on not seeing Carlin live after watching like a Carlin HBO special? Yeah, but for me, okay, Rickles. I mean, I guess maybe because Rickles is like riffing. And that's you what I'm see. saying. He, he's a roaster, and he used to always make me laugh. And I can remember watching him. What was what was the show he had where he's in the military, like the, the Sharky one? What's it called? I don't remember. Do you remember the sitcom? My brother, my brother Brad used to watch that. He used to watch that with him, and it would make us laugh. So I'm saying, like, as a kid, I had the, you know, it's the nostalgia. You have those memories. That's why I would have loved to have seen him live. Because, he, he, dude, his roast just cracked me up. But anyway, that's fine if you, yeah. don't, if you don't want to see a comedian. I just feel like the, the power of being in a, in a music atmosphere just dwarfs what would yeah, be. Yeah, it doesn't compare be. to me seeing the yeah. Beatles. Right. Beatles is a good answer. Mm, I'm, I think so. I think I'm going with the band. I think I'm going with the the you know the full band uh, with all the guys. Obviously, Richard Manuel's dead. Uh, Levon Helms is dead. If I had been able to like go back in time and see the band all together when everybody's alive before they broken up, just such a just such a talented group of musicians. If you watch the last waltz, like for anybody who's not like crazy about the band or doesn't know anything about the band watch the last waltz um i've had i've had a ble- i've been blessed to see so many concerts and live performances in my life of like people like like tom petty just died i saw tom petty that was i like i'd almost i almost i one regret is i was supposed to go to the hollywood bowl shows and then i skipped it and then he died right after but i saw tom petty multiple times um what about sinatra it's another thing where it's just like, yeah, that'd be cool. I'd be down for it. But it's like, it's one guy with a mic and a fucking, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't know. Like the one thing I like about going and seeing, especially like a rock show where like talented musicians are playing together is you get high and you stand there and you watch, you know, you just, it's like, it's like being in an NBA game and sitting front row. You, you watch the guitarist for a little while, fucking do his thing. And then you watch the drummer do his And that's why maybe I think the answer for me is the band. Cause there's so many great talented musicians together in one place that it would have been cool to like be, be at one of their shows in the fucking seventies and watch just the band all do their thing. Yeah. Just there's something to me that like when music is like sports and you get 
you get like the band to me is like the Detroit Pistons when Rashid joined. It's like all these like people at the peak doing it together and being like, no, it's better than us. You know, um, I think that's my answer. I know I'm going to fucking go home later and be like, whoa, fuck. But like Dylan's still alive and I saw Dylan and like the Beatles is a good one. But I'm like, it's still as great as the Beatles are. It still has like, there's like a little bit of a pop thing to it. You know, like there's, you know, it's, I don't know if it would hold that much like heavy depth for me. I think I'd want a moving experience from it. Do you know where the Beatles played their last live concert? I do not. In the United States? Candlestick Park. Wow. I believe this is their last live concert in the States. I believe it was 67, even though I think Abbey Road came out in 70. I think they stopped doing American tours in 67. I'm not even, by the way, I'm not even a big Hendrix fan. Like I'm a medium Hendrix fan. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool to see in person too. See 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 that dude shred live. Yeah. Um Let me ask you this. I, we my have- mom, by the way, on the Beatles thing, my mom skipped school. Oh, this is cool. one of her big stories to go to LaGuardia or JFK, wherever they flew into. Yeah. On their you know, the big US arrival. Sure. She skipped school, didn't think she was gonna get caught playing hooky, and then of course the entire world broadcasted it on television. And they were like you're at the fucking, you're at the airport. That's a great story. You got in real trouble for that one. That's a great story. Not to get too far down this, but I brought this question up yesterday at the pool. The pool's been jumping. Yeah. Savage Town has been jumping uh, at the pool. We have a lot of new residents. But anyway, I said this because Coachella's coming up. When would it, would it when would I said 10 years ago, would it have been cool to go to Coachella? Because I go, obviously, we know the magnitude it is now. I go, would you have been fine 10 years ago? 10 years ago. So I moved out here 2010. Okay. And my first summer, my first spring here, the Strokes played Coachella. Strokes are my, uh, you know, arguably my all-time favorite artists, maybe. Like, I don't know. It's a, they're there. They're in my, yeah. they're in my fucking, they're in my, on my Desert Island playlist for sure. I would have loved to see that, but right, pretty much, I think that was the tail end. That's what I'm saying. For me. If you go back, there's a great Coachella documentary. Um, I'm sure there's, I'm sure over the years there's been multiple um, Coachella films, but there's one that came out in like the late 2000s, like 20, 2007, something like that, right around there, 2006, 2007. The Pixies are in it. Mars Volta's in it. Like, there's like, it's, it, to me, I was like, dude, that would have been fucking sick to be at. Um, but that, I, I feel like 2010, I don't remember like the next couple of years. 2010 is the last year, or that, that might have been, that might have been April 2011. That's the last year I distinctly remember being like, I wish I could go to Coachella. And I was coaching baseball and I didn't go. And I've never been because of all the years I was here in right when Coachella was here, I was always coaching baseball. And now it's like too late. I don't want to see like Ariana Grande. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it was about 10 years ago when everything started to change. And and by the way, that's not even a fucking, that's not even a, uh, I, like I'm not like, oh, Coachella's whack now. I uh, totally understand that I've aged out. 
that the bands that were cool when I was in my 20s were the bands that 20-somethings listened to. And now this is the bands that 20-somethings listen to. I totally get that. We should go down to fucking, if you want to thust some stuff, we should spend the weekend down at Ohana Festival. You see that shit? Red Hot Chili Peppers, The Strokes, Eddie Vedder are the three-night headliners. Where's that? Dana Point. So close by. Yeah. Is that Orange County? Yeah. Dude, 30 sports camping trip. Thust, 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 thust. Fat Jason Chili Kid. Peppers, bro. Fat Jason Kid keeps donating money. Nice, yeah. No, I'm saying, Guys, if, if, yeah. I'm saying if he does. Guys, dirt balls. If you want Ruther and I to sleep in a tent, go to Ohana Fest. Thust it with that as the uh, thust hashtag Ohana Fest. Well, we should end the we should end the show. Have with, you taken mushrooms? Uh, twice. Oh, okay. I was gonna say that would have been great if you hadn't, and then we could just be like, "Dirt balls, make Ruther mushroom. Let Ruther mushroom." I wonder how it would affect me now. Post, you'd uh, be great now. Post all your sound baths and your fucking float lab. Yeah, you're in a very calm place now. You'd come back. You'd come back from mushrooms these days. You'd never have road rage again. That, that's that's the one thing I haven't let go. That's what I'm saying. You do a, you do a float I thought, lab. I thought a new car a float would lab chill and me some out. Mushrooms. It hasn't chilled me out at all. Yeah, it hasn't chilled me well, out. Now your horn works. Now you're like ah! firm horn. No, I still got a bitch horn. I got yeah. I got a hatchback. But you you know if you hit it, it's gonna go off. My, when in the past you hit it, you were worried your airbag might go off. It was like a queef. Yeah. <laughs> All right, one quick last call to end the show. Okay. Hey, boys. I uh, don't have any, anything to say besides condoms are for people who take dirtball madness seriously. We're called dirtballs for a reason, bitches. Oh, shots. Fire. That was just at dirtball madness. Yeah. Yeah. Dirtball um, madness has ended. That's why I played it. Right. Um. Look, I, here's my thing on Dirtball Madness. Go for it. I uh, support all things that Dirtballs do that keep them excited about the Dirty Sports Podcast and that keep people interested and keep people entertained. But like, I 100% agree with the call. Anybody who takes it serious is ridiculous. And honestly, I think if there's anything about Dirtball Madness I don't like, it's that... like. It's it's all well and good and chill until certain people do well, and then it's like fuck that guy, he's not fucking, and he must be cheating. And and I'm like, this is a little too like, I don't need cheating accusations in a fucking dirtball madness. I'm confused. I saw Twitter poll. I saw Jay Lloyd won, but I thought he lost. I don't know. What do you mean? You he, thought he lost? He won, but I thought he lost in an early round. I think there was a cheating scandal, which is like to me like how do they, how do they identify this? What, right. what is that's this? that's where that's where it's like what, what does that mean? This is what we had last year. Is a cheating? What does this that is what mean? we had last year. A vote's a vote, right? Hey, look, I agree. I am I fully support dirtball madness, and I fully think that if you take it seriously, it's kind of offensive, and somewhere in between is the right answer. And I honestly wish I wish Dirtball Madness could be bigger. I wish that there was more hoopla around Dirtball Madness and it was taken less seriously. It's like 
when they battle each other, like there's shit talk, but not in good fun. Like there's actual shit talk where it's like, you're a fucking bitch. And it's like, eh, we're all on the same team here. Yeah. Now the, now the dirtball madness crew hates us, but whatever. Well, you guys can see us live this weekend, actually. We are going to be doing a show with our good friends from Punch Drunk Sports. Yeah. Isn't that right, Joe Prano? Yes. At the Sycamore Tavern on uh, right off of Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood, there is a UFC viewing party Saturday night. You guys know how diehard Joe and I are of UFC fans. After the viewing party, there's going to be a live stand-up show. Us, the guys from Punch Drunk, Eddie Ift. There's a bunch of comedians so uh, we have tweeted that out. We've retweeted that out, I should say. We'll tweet it out again this week. So if you're in the L.A. area, again, it's going to be a UFC viewing party and then followed by a comedy show. Me, you, Eddie Ift, Sam Tripoli, Tebow, uh, Chad Zumach, uh, a lot of... A lot of like the... A lot Kareem, of the fucking, Kareem Matthews. Kareem go- Matthews, a lot of the sportsy crew plus Eddie yeah. Ift. A lot of sports comedians and, and Eddie Ift who... Um, I play real sports. I'm not trying to be the best at exercising is what I would say about Eddie Ift. That's a Kenny Powers quote on Eddie Ift. So check that out. That's going to be Saturday evening at the Sycamore Tavern uh, in Hollywood. So I'm throwing one more in my... Go for I it. I knew it was going to happen. I'm Bob Marley. Bob Marley. Bob Marley would have been a great one to see live, right? It's a great Bob Marley documentary on uh, Netflix these days. Just seem seems like a powerful thing to be around when he was doing it. Yeah, very very strong political peace and. Who who's the guy from the weed. Michael Jackson documentary? What do you mean? The guy who slumped over. Oh, James Safechuck. Would have loved to have seen him live. Yeah, because <laughs> he's dead. Because <laughs> his soul's been fucked to death. <laughs> All right, guys, that's the show. Follow us at The Dirty Sports. You can follow me at Andy Ruther. At Joe Prado on Instagram, at Fix Your Life on Twitter. I'm back. I got a bunch of shows lined up uh, for LA. More being added every day. I've got some big stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks here that I'm preparing for by doing a lot of shows. So if you want to come see that, you should. Um, go to JoePrado.com. Uh, go out a couple months on the calendar if you want to know if I'm coming to your town because I might be because I'm booking a lot of things. Um, Tahoe, New York again. Um, obviously, it was just in Alaska. No dirt balls came out. We don't have dirt balls in Alaska. No but snowballs. Sh- but shout out to the Alaska Before You Die Comedy Festival. That was really fun. Anchorage is a fucking hellhole. Um, and yeah, that's can, it. Can we give a shout out again to the whole thing going on with Amarillo? Yeah. So we're gonna we're planning a trip. Yeah, uh, we haven't settled on the dates. I'd like to have this situated by the end of the month. So here's where we're at. If you express interest to us about joining Amarillo, and I might have missed some while I was gone. I don't know if you've been adding to that list still. We will add you to a group, and then we will go into that group, which is a, a blossoming group. There's probably 20 people in there at this point, right? Like 18. 18. If we had 20 to 30 in there, that'd be a great number. Um, to go in there and then through you guys, because if you're interested, we want you to have the opportunity to come. What we're going to do is we'll go into that group and we'll try to pick a date that works for us and that works for as many people as possible in that group so that we can plan a trip to Amarillo. Sod Poodles, I believe, opening day at their new stadium is today. Okay. Um, 
I've been following all their social media. Super exciting. Really seems like a fucking cool thing to be a part of. We want to be a part of it in their inaugural season. So if you're interested in anything in Amarillo, Texas, this summer, figure maybe June, July, August, sometime in the the the, the Texas heat of baseball season, uh, let us know. We'll jo- we'll lead it. We'll add to the Amarillo group, and uh, you will be part of our planning. You will be a part of the planning. You won't cool. just be invited. You'll be a part of the planning. Yeah. Let us know. Okay, all right, guys. That is the show. Thanks for thanks for. Are we all we all good, right? Okay, just put down. Yeah, I thought right, we were done here. I wasn't sure. All right, guys. That's the show. Thanks for tuning in, Dirt Balls. Have a great week and stay dirty. <laughs>